Love Talk Radio. Great join. Good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel and most fascinating people in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. So, my entrepreneurial friend, you have arrived, uh, sort of. You've sweated your way past startup and you're up to that next level and projects are going out the door, cash is flowing in regularly, but you're a fur piece yet from pitching an IPO, hiring a lobbyist, and buying a senator. So, uh, in short, well, you're at this post-launch awkward stage and you've got that entrepreneurial fire, but you need to keep growing. What are your next hurdles? How do you need to reshape the company to leap over them in a great, graceful, forward stride? And all I can say to you is, boy, do we have the advisor for you here today. Ibrahim Aswari serves as executive director of the New York Professional Advisors for Community Entrepreneurs. Now, now imagine, if you will, an enterprise that for the last 30 years has cherry-picked the absolute best business advisors in the top of all professions, ranging from uh, financing, supply chain, business management organization, marketing, human resources, and even that magical art of leading your team as chief executive officer. All these noted professionals are clustered into one place, helping, say, this winery gain a multi-million dollar business loan, and that tech company expand sales 168% in two years. Yes, this, this absolute haven of, haven of guidance and this was what I really love, uh, is free. Yes, NY Pace is uh, a nonprofit brain trust awaiting for you to dump your needs into their arena of experts. And heading it all up is a self-starting, venturing gentleman of immense entrepreneurial experience, Mr. Ibrahima Soare. And I'm going to just give you a, a brief thumbnail of some of this man's achievements. Uh, he was a top development officer for the local initiative support program where he guided distressed New York neighborhoods into prosperity with programs including funding over 112 new enterprises in the middle of COVID. Uh-huh. He's, the, he's been an operator for the U.S. Defense Logistics Agency's Procurement Technical Assistance Center. Wow. helping, uh, But he helps small businesses land government contracts. And he's been a senior member of the uh, Empire State Development, New York's Chief Economic Development Agency. And we only have an hour show, so I can't give you all his credits. But uh, all I can say is whether you or your enterprise is poised, ready to take that next leap into growth, or you're struggling and so you'd be ready to be poised for that, <laughs> we invite you to turn your innovating, scheming business mind to the art of the CEO's feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Ibrahima, I'm so glad that you could break free from the New York Pace uh, duties and join us today in the Art of the CEO. Hey, Bart, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm really excited uh, to be able to join you as one of your guest uh, speakers today and just guests in general. So I'm looking forward to sharing all this information, and, and I just want to be able to recognize you as well, Bart. I think uh, you have a talent. I think I should have you around to give formal introductions of me in any areas that I am uh, making uh, an appearance. So thank you. <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome. Actually, that that uh, that um, 
uh, introduction was made courtesy of your mother. And she she uh, she said that I should give that. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where I was to, to pay no attention. Uh, Ibrahim, uh, actually, now that you have r- recently taken over the reins as executive director of mm-hmm. NYPACE, uh, I hear I hear you've already forged a new vision so i'd like to to sort of give us an example here could you show us how a competent ceo holds the cool grip on his organization but by telling us could you tell uh, our listeners exactly what ny pace is about as if each one of us were a potential investor yeah yeah oh thank you um the first question here i think just to be able to uh clarify as well uh my philosophy is not necessarily to you know, join a new organization or team and uh, and have the, I guess, the mentality of just saying, here's my new vision, everyone adopt into it. But no, it's actually just being able to take some time to uh, adjust myself uh, to the culture, to the team dynamic, uh, and of course, truly understanding what the organization has been doing um, and figuring out what can we be able to do to take ourselves to the next level. Uh, at NYK, um, as a mission-driven organization, I'm here in New York City, we're focused on, one, identifying uh, under-resourced small business owners and entrepreneurs in underserved uh-huh. communities. And then the, the caveat of this is once we identify these uh, group of uh, population of, of entrepreneurs, is really connecting right. them to the highly skilled volunteer advisors and mentors that are coming from some of the top major corporations across uh, this city and this country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in terms of what I have seen thus far, uh, is that, that, that I hold to high regard um, in my role um, is the fact that it, you need to really be able to lean on your team um, and recognizing the different uh, talents, uh, the different uh, skill sets uh, and experience levels. So I say at NY Pace, we have a, a robust and dynamic team that I'm uh, really, really excited um, as we're heading into the new year to roll out some of these um, you know, new programs and new visions. That's a collective um, approach rather than it being uh, individual. Okay. I, you know, you remind me of, of something. Uh, uh, your weight, get to know the people, feel it out, reminds me of a, of a thing mm-hmm. that uh, CEO of uh, Atlantic City Electric, John Parker, once said. He says, I count myself uh a success based on not how many decisions i make but how few mm-hmm. i uh, i have to and uh, and others make for me well you know s- since we're on that topic uh what um uh you, you've come into this team. You've looked at it. Uh, mm-hmm. Perhaps you could share with us a little bit of uh, what you see of the, the team's spirit and, and the, the kind of, mm-hmm. I hate to use this word, culture, but I mean the, the feeling, the aura <laughs> that mm-hmm. uh, NYPACE had. And what, what impressed you when you initially came on board? Yeah, no, no, great question here. And I, I think being in this industry, right, uh, in nonprofit, um, mm-hmm. The name of nonprofit just should signal towards you to, that you know that you're not in it in terms of a of self preservation or looking to really you know accrue a certain amount of a, of personal wealth, but more so looking mm-hmm. to really give back to the community and, and playing a role in terms of problem solving through the myriad of uh, issues that uh, that are you know that we face in these uh, in these communities. Um, I think what I have found to be exceptionally incredible about um, this team here at NYPACE is the mm-hmm. fact that they're, you know, they're all socially and community impact driven, right? They're focused mm-hmm. on you know, how, do we, how, do we, how do we bring and offer solutions 
to the myriad of issues, again, that, that, that the community is currently facing, especially uh, in the small business and entrepreneurship world. Uh, I've also uh, been able to, to denote that these are folks that are dedicated, right? dedicated to doing that, advancing forward the needs of small business owners uh, in these, uh, again, under-resourced and underrepresented represented uh, communities. Um, I think what's also been um, stellar for me is the fact that, as you'll see, um, our team is very diverse, diverse in terms of our socioeconomic background and experience and, and education, uh, diverse when it comes to, you know, how we view um, certain aspects of, of the world. But what is incredible about that diversity is the fact that there are similarities, right? Similarities uh, in the fact that we are on this uh, quest to be able to be a helping hand and helping others. Um, and that's what, what I've found to be incredibly fulfilling, to be able to join this team um, and as we're be, uh, able to find out uh, what are some innovative and creative ways to advance forward what NYPACE has been doing for the past uh, two decades. Wow, that's that's amazing. I, you brought up a point, and it really strikes me, because I, I know uh, people are, are going to ask, and I, I know you're trying to, you, you've told me that you want to broaden the diversity of services, but you mentioned something that, that you said, we are a nonprofit. And when I look at the quality of your, uh, and, and the titles and so forth, of your advisors, I say, this is the kind of firm that if I would present it as a for-profit consulting firm, it would, uh, everyone would still be impressed. And so I'm going to ask, uh, what are what are the services? What is what's what are you offering that mm-hmm. uh, perhaps the the, the for profit consulting firm uh, wouldn't offer? And well, what uh, yeah. what's the difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what what NY Pace is doing is not um, any rocket science or anything that hasn't you know or, or, or isn't currently being you know, sort of done, um, except mm-hmm. for the fact that we are playing in a sort of niche. Um, so what are our service offerings, right? Um, of course, as you mentioned in the introduction that, um, you know, us supporting small businesses that are at uh, no cost to them, although there is always cost associated. Uh, so we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're grateful about the fact that we've been able to, uh, you know, um, uh, land the support of, uh, of a number of different corporate partners um, uh-huh. uh, and now that's uh, to, to assist us. In terms of specific services, we have an eight-week um, cohort style, whereby uh-huh. we identify small businesses that have been in operation for at least, you know, a couple of years, um, having right. generated at least anywhere between 50000 to $5 million. Um, typically, we feel that that's the sweet spot because at that point, there was sort of this proven uh, proof of concept. They've been able to right. bring their service and market to to, uh, you know, and, and, and customers are actually engaging with them. And also, it goes that, that that's typically when you understand um, what are your true pain points, uh, immediate, you know, short-term pain points, and then others that uh, will, will require a little bit more extensive uh, support. Um, so through this eight-week program, you know, once applicants or entrepreneurs submit an application to our team, I have a, a great dynamic of uh, uh, program managers that assess and review and screen through applicants to determine that they truly are um, at that, uh, I guess, button growth stage, um, and they just need that additional support to be able to take them to that that next level. Um, In addition to our eight-week program, we do have these workshops um, as well that we recently rolled out this year, 
Uh, and the purpose of the workshop is really it's, it's topical, right? When I say topical in terms of it's specific to a, a, um, an, an issue that a, uh, a relevant small business owner is sort of facing, maybe around, you know, augmenting their, uh, their, their uh, I guess, their revenue resources, being able to uh, perhaps uh, integrate certain, you know, online and social media or digital tools. Right. So rather than it yeah, being sure. a generalist, we'll, we typically will bring in a fellow entrepreneur whose expertise is in that area to be able to lead mm-hmm. in, in those workshops. And then just generally speaking, other areas just, uh, for us being able to uh, uh, roll out and support um, our entrepreneurs that are sort of in our alumni network to be supported with sort of wraparound continued assistance and support. Um, so that's sort of some of the, the, the caveats. And the last, I guess, offering or I say value add is the relationship that is fostered between the volunteer advisors who, you know, we create a, a, a consultant team, typically anywhere from two to four at max, and they go through this eight-week experience, and as you can imagine, as we've seen in our data as well, the fact that there are uh, relationships that's cultivated beyond just the eight-week, and you have now oh, a sure. professional, an advisor, or a mentor that you can tap, tap into for continued support and assistance um, as you are going through different um, I guess, milestones in your business as that growth. I've got someone that I can say that I can call uh, well after business hours and and <laughs> have over and swirl a scotch and say, my God, what, the, what am I going to do? And, mm-hmm. and, have them talk, and have them meet. Right. I see what you're saying. That's, yeah. I think that's, that, that's marvelous. The idea of paid help and uh, transforming into mentor is something that, that mm-hmm. NYBase is, is perfectly positioned to do and, and, as you've just pointed out, does so well. If you have right. just joined us, you are uh, listening to The Art of the CEO, which with alarming frequency streams new programs magically across the mysterious miasmas of Musk-free cyberspace, where you may listen and download to this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. We're on several stations, but I always ask you to go to the the theartoftheceo.com website because you can get all the past episodes as well as this one. Um, and now, uh, I, I think uh, you, you've gone over the immense experience that, that you've had and your team has and so forth. So uh, just to let our, uh, our, our listeners, our business listeners here, catch a taste of your lightning, uh, could you give us, say, two or three of the biggest areas or tactics that entrepreneurs most frequently neglect or, or need to work on. Right, right, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll start off by just giving um, some uh, statistics here from the U.S. Small Business Administration, giving the Federal Reserve in terms of the survivability of uh, small businesses, right? Uh-huh. When you're looking at um, the overall makeup of small businesses in America, um, over 98% of them are small businesses, right? So just right. 2% yeah, will be considered medium-sized or large businesses. Um, so it means that, you know, there is a, a huge, significant uh, makeup of what the uh, small businesses look like in the city of New York, in the state of New York, and across the country, right? So that means that they, small businesses are the economic engine. In addition to that, when you look at the survivability, though, of uh, small businesses, uh, typically within the first five years, um, you have anywhere between 
50 to 57 percent of businesses that are failing or going, you know, essentially shutting their doors. And most of the time, it's because the entrepreneurs no, are not that's owners. Even worse than Congress, for God's sake. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, uh, so, yeah. So, you know, so that's an alarming rate, right? Um, and yeah, part no. of that is the fact that there isn't that level of uh, business management um, technical skills, nor is ah, it the okay. ability to really access a certain amount of, uh, of funding, whether that be that debt financing or equity financing, right? So that's another critical right, aspect right. of it. And then, of course, it's, it's also really understanding the market. So businesses are typically the ones that we focus on or we say under-resourced and uh, underrepresented. These are the areas that uh, have led to them uh, not being able to continue to, uh, to be sustainable or surviving right. um, after a certain period of time. So here at NYPACE, again, with what – we're able to pull in through our uh, volunteer advisors is the fact that they have a certain level of technical expertise uh, and technical right. knowledge around business uh, because they're doing this on their day jobs, right? Uh, advising multinational organiza- uh, organizations and, and corporations on acquisition strategies or private equity firms sort of assessing how, what would be sort of the, the most prudent and, and, and wise way of um, you know, merging or acquiring or turning around a certain business. So they have that skill set. So for them, it's an opportunity, though, to be able to leverage that skill set in a social community impact sort of a, a driven way, right? And they can have that both gotcha. personal professional mm-hmm. fulfillment. So in this, right. in this aspect here, so when it comes down to, uh, you know, what are some of the, I guess, biggest either areas or tactics or where we're, we're entrepreneurs are neglecting and we're beginning yeah. to sort of push in um, resources is around, you know, strategic business assessment and development, right? Uh, really okay. being able to assist gotcha. them to understand, you know, how do you boosting their level of business confidence and management, right? Again, because I mentioned mm. earlier, they're okay. not quite uh, sort of, uh, you know, sure. Of course, they may be at a position where they're excited about launching their business, um, the service or product, but then when it comes to when it arrives at holistically managing the business and growing it, um, as to oftentimes we say, you know, going from working in your business to on your business um, has been another area for uh, the entrepreneurs that we deal with as well. And then lastly, it's about really positioning these businesses, um, these small businesses, on the pathway towards one uh, sustainability, and then of course growth. Right? And that's mm, what we're making right. a difference to really support them um, uh, on that end. And yes, I'll, 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 I'll I heard that. This. Yeah. Just wanted to share yeah. just uh, the last statistic about just survivability and growth. I'm about uh-huh. building growth. Here at NYPACE, once you go through our program, uh, after a year of, um, of going through a program, we've seen, um, based on the responses, that over uh, 85% of the businesses feel uh, that there's a, a boost in their business confidence level management and then feel as though they have a better handle in terms of a trajectory and how they're growing their business um, and meeting their metrics or milestones. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's quite a record. I think we need to send Congress over to you. It, uh, <laughs> I, think that's, I, I think it's great. I, one of the things I like that you said is one of my favorites is that uh, in, in America, very, almost uniquely, 
being an entrepreneur means coming up with an invention. That's not so in mm. India or, or many other countries, but anyway, in, in the US. So what happens? It's, it's, we have the Pygmalion problem. We fall in love with our product. Uh, I come out, I bring right. uh, new books, I, I bring uh, you know, new computers. So I fall in, I've made this product. I fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't go out and do what Scott McCake says when he teaches. He says, ask 20 people what they think of your product and how it could do better. Not 10, not 5, 20 that you've never known. And before you even before you begin to do anything else about it, that's a, uh, we don't want to do that. We, we'd much mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. Uh, to give, give because I love it so, certainly you will love it too. And my right. saying is, if you find out that in Alaska, your computer, your laptop computers are being used as truck mud flaps, you better start making them broader and heavier. I mean, that's, Absolutely. you know, right, so that's the thing. But, okay, now, I, we've been, <laughs> I, I put you in, a, in the negative side, but let's let's move to the positive for a moment. And, um, yeah, and, and, and if I we can is. respond back quickly to, to that point about, you know, uh, being able to sort of go out in the market and, and speaking to people. Um, right. One of the, I guess, uh, recent school of thought um, around entrepreneurship and the transition from putting together sort of those cookie cutter business plans. Um, right, right. Uh, this gentleman known as uh, Steve Blank, right? Uh, and he introduced this business model canvas sort of, um, um, I guess, I guess you can say, uh, standard. Um, and one uh-huh. of the things that uh, he really harps on. I think it was a book that he had also um, written, and, and I, I'm going to share this now. It's about talking to humans, right? Um, right? And within that, you know, he really, again, emphasizing on the importance of really going out, speaking to people, like you said, you know, 20 people, people that have been, that are possibly interested in this business or uh, people that have uh, a need for this type of service or product, and really looking to collect as much data and information as possible to, uh, one, prove your concept, your hypothesis that there's, there's a need, and then also being able to determine if there needs to be any pivots or adjustments that need to be made. So I just really wanted to, uh, you know, add on to uh, that important point that you made about, you know, speaking uh, to people. All right. I agree with you, but I uh, up to one point, and I just don't want to – I can't uh, avoid sticking this in, and that is that data is nice. Data uh, – but if you, if you are data-driven – that means you've just circumvented human thought. In other words, I take right, the data. This right, is what the right. market wants. Uh, that's all well. That's all good. Those are those are numbers are fine. Numbers are impressive, but they work only in math books. And you have to <laughs> yeah. you have to mm-hmm. put in the human thought about this. Uh, anyway, but but other than that, I totally agree with you. And I uh, so now let's turn it around. And yeah. when, so here you are. You've got your you've got 112 people. Uh, new entrepreneurs that, that when you were working for a uh, local initiative support corp- corporation that you mm-hmm. did fund. Uh, first of all, it's no mean feat that you got the money, but the, uh, <laughs> what I'm thinking yeah. of is you're scrutinizing all these young firms, hundreds of them, mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. I want to know, what features made you turn thumbs up on selecting this or that company to place your investment in? No, absolutely. I think... Uh... Uh, one of the highlights in my professional career thus far um, is the fact that, you know, what I did at the uh, Local Initial Support Corporation in New York City. 
um, mm-hmm. in the summer of 2020, um, right at, you know, again, the, the, the keep of oh. the pandemic and all of the... Center plague back. time. Exactly. It was just depressing, right? Uh, personally, in terms of health-wise, that folks were in, they're interfacing, and then, of course, looking at it economically uh, and around mm-hmm. small businesses. So when I you know, joined LISC at that time, I was specifically at that time joined to uh, task with uh, planning, uh, supporting with raising funds, and then uh, launching or implementing this program. It was called the LISC Small Business Relief and Recovery Fund. So we, had a, uh-huh. we were able to su- successfully raise uh, over uh, $1.1 million um, to be Yes, it was incredible to see these corporations also stepping in. <laughs> at that um, time, when no one had a dollar they were letting go of. Right? Exactly, exactly. So it was incredible to see that. Um, but, but what we also had noted um, at that time was the fact that there were a number of small businesses, particularly owned by uh, minorities, um, that were unable to really tap into the resources that were being released by you know, the federal government and the state of New York and the city of New York. And we said, hmm, how do we play a role to be able to support this subset of, uh, of small businesses and entrepreneurs that are minor- minority-owned? Um, so um, I'm pleased that you know, we were able to say, you know what, this is not open to all businesses, but these micro-enterprises, um, we, we had a specific sort of um, um, qualification criteria before applications are submitted. Uh, in addition to that, Bart, one of the things that I'm, you know, I'm glad that we were able to do was we looked at the uh, health and economic um, reports to see, okay, what, what, what trends are we seeing here? What neighborhoods are, uh, are overly you know, sort of represented in terms of the impact, the disproportionate impacts of COVID? Um, and, and how do we steer this resource towards this, uh, again, population of, um, of businesses that can be able to really you know, uh, the, the, the funds can have an amazing... But Ibrahim, what do I need to do to get on your good list? Yeah. So well, just to wrap what, up... What, 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 is, the, what do I and my business need to do to get on your, to get on your good list, to, to do that, to make that help make, be one of those making the impact of which you speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, one of the important things that we were able to also add in was the community partners. We call them business ah. development organizations. They were right. the ones that were instrumental in really identifying the business that we need, needed at that time at LISC to apply and then receive the funds of uh, $10,000 that, that was major. So it was also the fact that they had made that connection um, right. with these local development organizations. So, and now uh, from what LISC model was in terms of connecting with local business, uh, business development organizations, we here at uh, NYPACE, is looking to be able to leverage and expand, um, you know, what we're doing as well um, in this space of uh, from yeah. sustainability to growth. That's oh, that's that's fabulous. Yeah, uh, you've talked about this if, uh, and you've talked about uh, about both connecting the business mm-hmm. with the community, and I I think that this is something that regardless of whether you're hiring a, a, a for-profit consultant or anything, that uh, it's it's good to work your own ground. I know the old saying, a profit is not with it, uh, a profit is without honor in his own country. But the truth is, you uh, 
your greatest resource are the people around you, the neighborhood. Uh, Absolutely. Me, uh, how, how can you, what are a couple of ways that, that you saw other firms connecting with a community that you'd like to pass on? Right. Um, the way they saw other, other uh, organizations sort of connecting, um, that I thought it was incredible um, over the past uh, couple of years, um, was the fact that you know, folks wanted to go out into the community, right, uh, and meet mm-hmm. these micro-enterprises where they are. Um, because right. oftentimes it's easy to be able to, you know, point fingers and share forms and, 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 and have folks uh, being directed towards a site. But it's totally different when you actually go out and you meet them where they are. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's been incredible uh, from, uh, you know, again, the past couple of uh, years during this pandemic. And um, I think with, with NYP, similar here as well, although most of our services have been in engagement with our business have been virtual, um, and we've done an incredible job, I think there is certainly room for us to expand that even more by, as I mentioned, meeting these businesses where they are, establishing and developing relationships, because once you have that, uh, that, that trust um, uh, with any person, but even more so an entrepreneur, right, because they're opening up and being vulnerable with their books, being vulnerable with, with their struggles. Um, and sure, if you can sure. deliver on That's that and have that trust, they're, they're going to, you know, want to, uh, you know, appreciate whatever you may feel is little, but it's uh, typically a huge impact for them. Um, so, so that's where I would say as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you got me. You, you got me uh, interested. And and uh, if I am an entrepreneur and I'm desperate for some guidance, or or perhaps I'm an investor donor wanting to learn more about uh, NYPACE, how can I contact? How might I contact you and have perhaps you or a member of your team even come speak yeah. to my organization? Absolutely. So one of the easiest ways to go on our website www.nypace org. you'll be able to land on our website. Uh, in addition to that, if you'd like to send a, a quick email, um, it's info, I-N-F-O, at nypace.org, um, and you can certainly request to you know, speak with me or any of my other team members, and or if you're looking to get a better understanding of, of our organization and how you can support either as a volunteer um, as an entrepreneur uh, seeking support and or someone that's uh, a corporate partner, um, we can be able to you know, uh, navigate through what that looks like. That'd be great. That's wonderful. And by the way, where are your, where are your headquarters loaded, located? Where, where can I find you so, sitting in your chair? Absolutely. So we're located uh, in New York City. Um, as mentioned earlier, we're, we're mostly virtual, but um, in the you know, new year, uh, the short-term future, we're looking to really – be able to open up a physical shop. As I mentioned, it's important to, to be able to meet our entrepreneurs where they are. Uh, you're right now, facing, you know, mm-hmm. I think you're right. You're, you're facing, we are all facing that, that same struggle. You want to be, you want to be safe, but you want, you want to have the physical presence, but you got to be sensible too. Uh, hey, hey, ladies exactly. and gentlemen, Ibrahim Aswari will continue to safely guide us up on the, to the next rung on our business growth ladder right after you and I take a brief uh, survey from today's Feast of Wisdom as we offer a few, shall we say, utensils for today's feast. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each one of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you 
take a look at the knowledge gaps that you need to fill in order to gain your highest ambitions and perhaps take one step toward gaining that talent or knowledge, or will you continue to hobble your precious dream, confining it only to the, the abilities you currently have on hand? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can sense you yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and uh, take a, a, well, a scriptural recitation from our source book of business humor in the words of my wife's husband. And I am thumbing through it as we speak. And uh, this is this is one, let me see, an, an entrepreneur is someone who believes he could be a success if only he had the right boss. Yes, well, that's interesting. Okay. Here's one. Uh, an entrepreneur is half doer, half dreamer, held together by the duct tape of stress. <laughs> what do you think, Ibrahima? Are sleepless nights <laughs> and walking the floor a necessary part of driving the business forward? Or can folks, can, can they somehow be like you with a smile and that calm confidence of a Christian with four aces? <laughs> I love that, uh, that quid there. Um, I think uh, for myself, this really, in a way, sums up the feel of a typical entrepreneur that's wearing multiple hats uh, and has this aspiration or vision for their business um, and what they're looking to do. Um, but I think, you know, in reality, um, as, a, as, a, you know, as, a, as a believer and as a, as a Muslim, you know, I think with stress, the best way to be able to manage that is really having better control of yourself uh, and having the understanding, if you're a believer, that the Almighty is in control, right? Uh, so you can, in, in, in the Quran, we say, you know, uh, we plan and the Almighty laughs. So uh, oftentimes uh, we want to keep that in mind, that uh, the best of planner is the Almighty uh, to God. So <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I always, well, I always ask people when they come on, what is the greatest reason for business failure? And I always say it is fate. Uh, it is not. Absolutely. Anyway, my 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 own afterthought on the on that quip is it's stress, kind of like what you said. Stress is like any other wound. It's not how deep is the gash, but how cleverly mm. you bandage it up and keep working on with whatever limitation that matters. At any rate, if you smirked a bit over that quip, we've got them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of the 101 or the 102 best business quip books or the In the Words of My Wife's Husband. And you can set your trippingly tongue, uh, agilely moving with juggernauting with wit and fun that will make fellows actually eager to hear your ideas, or maybe not. <laughs> At any rate, <laughs> and as a third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you uh, this week's business quotation and see if you have enough literary uh, accumulated detritus to know its author. Um, I love this one. It says, when I hear artists and authors making fun of businessmen, I think of a military regiment in which the band makes fun of the cooks. <laughs> and as a hint, uh, the quote, this quotation has arguably been accredited to the French Emperor General, who noted uh, that an army travels on its stomach. And you guessed it, it's, uh, that in, uh, these insightfully stabbing words come from none other than mon petit général Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> so if you have a quip or a quote, by the way, yeah, if you have a quip or quote you'd like to share with us, please uh, send it right, right along and just put your name and your email with it and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at 
B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And if your sage thoughts are selected, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul igniting gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And Mr. Ibrahim Aswari will continue guiding us uh, on our prosperous futures with calculated risk right after I introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing. And this week, the folks at Prometheus invite you to take a look at their international on. bestseller number one in Amazon's worldwide list, the second edition of CEO of Yourself, Getting Down to the Business of Your More Rewarding Life. The book CEO of Yourself helps you discover the many marvelous assets you've got and employ them toward goals that bring you a sense of mastery and a lot more fun. And it's, uh, It uses the model of chief executing officer, and it gives you pages that will help you forge your character and sculpt yourself into the effective person you want to be. You'll be armed with things like proven uh, elements like character, principles, endurance, and unbridled enthusiasm, and you'll learn to laugh to scorn all those seductive institutions that have their plans for you rather than your own. So never has the journey towards self-mastery been laid uh, more precisely and practically with a humorous wit that will keep you smiling all the way to success. And if so, when you decide it's high time to begin making your own choices, grab this guide. Uh, it is available in both Kindle and hard copy. You may, uh, may you also find uh, CEO of yourself by visiting bartsbooks.com for signed copies as well as on Amazon. Carpe diem, my friend. You are indeed worth it. And now, with utensils in hand, let us continue on uh, with the wisdom of Mr. Ibrahima Suarez. Uh, I'd like to delve into the entrepreneur's muddled mind for a moment, Ibrahim. <laughs> you, you, you're mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a knowledge of this. Um, but when you start moving into black ink on, on the ledger and you get past yourself, and as I say, the things are flowing, you, you really need to make some attitude adjustments, and, and particularly how you think of your company and so forth. Could, uh, could you tell us a little bit about some of the attitude adjustments you feel uh, the entrepreneur needs to adopt. Yeah, this is great here. I think, uh, of course, uh, one of the sage advice um, I have received uh, professionally, personally, and I oftentimes also share with uh, fellow entrepreneurs, is that you know, people do business with someone or engage with them for three main reasons. They know, they like, they trust. If you can hit all three of them, you, you've got them committed and loyal to you. Um, so, you know, for those with uh, these contentions sort of um, um, ideas and, and, uh, and things that you may not have fully sorted out, uh, the best thing to do is, is start by right? taking that step um, and then being able to identify the support um, and resources along the journey. Right? Uh, one of my favorite books Good for you. Um, has been the, the Alchemist, um, and, and, and sort of the basis of it is the fact that, you know, you have this uh, calling or you have this um, thought that there is some sort of treasure that you want to be able to, um, I guess, um, uh, um, discover. Um, so it's part of the alchemist, right? They say that you have to be able to start um, on this journey, and through the process you will identify or different, um, I guess, resources or different support will reveal themselves to you during that process. So I think uh, with that similar sort of thought process or similar line, that entrepreneurs can also do it that way, right? 
start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Along the way, I, you will get mm-hmm. the support that's needed. I think that's excellent, and it's a very good thing. And you bring up a point that is one of my personal favorites, the drum I beat most often, is that, uh, first of all, actually two of them, you said that the person that you like, believe in, and trust. And you have to develop that. You have to learn how to play profitably with others. And mm-hmm. I think that people, I've heard you say this, and I say it myself, that the entrepreneurs don't, there is a tendency to be as an entrepreneur to lock yourself in a closet and, and, and hunker down. Uh, <laughs> and there are so many resources open to the entrepreneur or the business person at any stage. And uh, you're, there are more people out there who want to help you than hurt you. And I, so I, I think, um, in fact, why don't you just, why don't you get, other than obviously NYPACE, what are, give us a couple of the resources uh, that are, uh, that people sometimes may, that, that the entrepreneur might neglect. Give us, give us a couple of, of resources, and, and you can mm-hmm. be personal or organizational, either one. What, what's your, what's in yeah. your mind? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so first and foremost, on an organizational level, I think uh, regardless of whether you're in the New York City metro area or in, in another um, you know, sort of a state, typically there, mm-hmm. are, there is, a, there is a, a, a government agency on the municipal city level that is essentially either responsible fully or in part for supporting entrepreneurs. Right, so I would say getting connected with that uh, local uh, government entity would be tremendously helpful because there are resources and services that are available to you, and the caveat is it's covered by our tax dollars, so why not leverage it? Um, in addition to on a, on a sort of national federal level, you have the Small Business Administration. That's a central agency that's focused on supporting uh, small businesses in America. Uh, they also have these other interagencies as well uh, on a federal level. On a more personal level, um, I would say the best thing beyond just the government entities is also looking at uh, corporations. Um, you, there, are, there is the small business, um, a 10, 000, I'm sorry, Goodman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program who we partner with to be able to huh. be a referral partner of ours. Um, we also have... Um, in addition to that, the small business development um, centers, right? This is an extension of the, small, the, of the federal SBA that are essentially on mm-hmm. in the community. They typically operate out of a, uh, a four-year or, uh, or, or you know, community college, and they're there as well mm-hmm. to be able to assist with a number of different uh, business support, um, whether you're in the ideation stage or whether you're in a recently launched or you're in a growth stage. Uh, the small mm-hmm. business development centers are also there. And then lastly, I'll also add with one of my um, organizations that I had worked with, it was through the U.S. Department of Small, uh, sorry, the U.S. Defense Logistics Agency under the Department of Defense, right. is the Procurement Technical Assistance Center. Now, they're focused specifically on uh, entrepreneurs or small businesses that want to be, uh, become government vendors. Um, and they can right. assist you again to, to get oh, through, that, to that path. that is yeah. so good. Say mm-hmm. that name again. I want because people need to hear it. The, these, it's, they, they view the, the, the government as an, as an enemy, and they don't realize how much help there is in getting these contracts. Say, so who are they again? Say right. that again, if you would. On a federal level, you have the U.S. Small Business Administration, 
And then their extension in terms of grassroots uh, work is, is performed by the small business development centers. Then there's also the procurement technical assistance center. You can put DOD, Department of Defense. And then, of course, uh, those are the major on the federal level. Many others also are right. local. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. That's really good. And I think you just said I was going to ask you a question about turning partners, uh, turning competitors into partners, but you've already answered that. Mm-hmm. And you've done. Uh, I have. There's so many more. I wanted to get into funding, uh, and I wanted to get into hunting talent, but unfortunately, we're going to have to save that for our next show together. I'm afraid we're we're running out of time. But I, I just want to thank you uh, so much for coming on. I I've learned an awful lot, uh, which in in the case of intellect is keeping the bar low, but it's. Uh, I want you to know that uh, I think you've really you've given all the entrepreneurs something to think about, and again, you have shown how much help there is out there for you. Yet one more time, how may I get in contact with NY Pace if I am looking for help? www.nypace.org for our URL. Email will be info, I-N-F-O, at N-Y-T-A-C-E dot O-R-G. N-Y-T-A-C-E. All righty. That's it. Thank you very much for coming on, and, and I just hope I hope that uh, I might be able to seduce you back on and uh, you, because there's an <laughs> awful lot more that I and, and our audiences I know want to ask you. So uh, yeah, perhaps right. we can have you on again. It would be my be pleasure. It's my pleasure if I can come back on here. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been great. And as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's parting shot. In the words of my wife's husband, yes, I'm impressed by the creation humankind keeps accomplishing, but what really holds me in awe are those astounding, seeming impossibilities that individuals dare to dream and seriously begin laying bricks for. (laughs) And to you, gleefully sharing today's feast, I hope that you've enjoyed the art of the CEO as, 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 as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. And uh, remember that you may download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you. <laughs>